folks. This is Abel James, and thanks so much for listening to the Fat Burning Man Show, where we talk about real food and real results. Today's show is with a very much requested guest, Mr. Erwan LaCour. He's the man behind MoveNat, which is a super cool way of exercising and just playing outside in a really efficient, effective way. So I encourage you guys to check it out. I think you're going to love the show. Now, before we get to the show, I want to humbly ask you for one quick request. And that's simply that I know a lot of you have already left reviews for the show. You've already subscribed. You might be on my mailing list, et cetera, or read my blog. Please just take a quick moment to think of someone else in your life who could learn from this information, who could become healthier or happier or stronger or more empowered by my podcast or my blog and share my link with them. Just send them to fatburningman.com or tell them about my podcast at Fat Burning Man on iTunes, or simply share something, one of my blog posts perhaps, or my newsletter or website on Facebook or on Twitter. Try to change one life today, and I promise you to keep bringing the best possible guests, the best information, the most truthful studies and thinking in health today to you for as long as I possibly can. So just do that one quick thing. Just share it with a friend and try to change one life today. Thanks so much. Now, onto the show with Irwan. It's always a pleasure to talk to someone who is deeply spiritual and also incredibly good at what they do. We cover in this particular show how practicing inefficiently can actually make you worse, how you can dodge our culture of disempowerment, the real reason I started the Fat Burning Man show, and here's a hint, it has nothing to do with fat loss, and why Bruce Lee says a punch is not a punch. All right, let's go hang out with Erwan. All right, folks, really excited to be here today with Erwan LaCour, who's the leader of the physical education and fitness system called MoveNet that's taken over the paleo and primal community by storm. How's it going, man? Great. This morning is great. Like every morning, uh, I'm a happy man. <laughs> and we're both rocking coffee. We are. Paleo people do it. <laughs> it's a, it's a rich, modern paleo ritual. It is. You know, we might be bending some rules there. Start every day drinking coffee. Yeah. It's, it's worth it in a pinch. So let's talk a little bit about, we were talking before the, the call about how you got into this, but why don't you bring everyone up to speed? I know that uh, a lot of people have heard about your methodologies and about you, but how did you uh, get started doing something that's, that's so revolutionary in our field? I would like to say that it is actually re-evolutionary. I like uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> we evolve again uh, uh, based on on movements, uh, movement skills that have always been there, just that we've lost sight of them in the modern fitness industry that's uh, heavily emphasizing muscle isolation still mm -hmm. or functional movement, but sometimes a little, uh, that can be a little limiting still. And um, what I would say, you know, back in France or back in Brazil or back in the days when I was a younger man and I would uh, train this way, including in Paris, uh, climbing bridges and balancing on top of scaffoldings and performing movements that people would uh, see as extreme. Yeah. But sometimes doing very simple uh, movements, uh, crawling in a park, climbing a tree, lifting a rock, and uh, most people would seem to be baffled and wonder, what is this? Yeah. And it, I always scratched my head and thought, why is it that the most 
natural movement skills can't even be recognized by modern people. Yeah. <laughs> and I really uh, decided that this approach would uh, deserve to spread again, deserve to be recognized and acknowledged again and have a name, have a method and, uh, and gain again place and recognition in, in the modern world in this, and especially in the modern fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And I decided that that would be my, uh, my mission. Yeah. That uh, I was going to dedicate my life to just doing that. Yeah. And so, so go ahead. And, and, and luckily, and luckily, um, so I had a, a small video of me moving through the woods and walking up a, a creek, uh, holding a log, carrying a log and upstream and things like that. And um, a friend of mine, back then an online friend, uh, Barefooted, uh, showed this video to Christopher McDougall, who's now known and famous for being the bestseller author of Born to Run. Right. And uh, he got him so excited that uh, he reached out to me very shortly after and uh, said, I want to write a story for myself. And first thing I said was, no, uh, <laughs> you, you guys are doing something completely different. And I don't yes. want my message to be uh, deformed. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to sell out. And he said, hey, if you trust me, I'm going to give you exposure and I'm going to give exposure to your ideas of, you know, what fitness is or what fitness could be or even should be uh and then i said great uh let's do it then and um then i had this feature length article in men's health in 2009 and then the rest is a a long series of media exposure but also a lot of work and uh, refining this system this methodology and now having hundreds of certified people and affiliates uh worldwide so yeah. that's a great success story. It's so cool. And so for the people who don't know exactly what it is, what does the methodology look like? What we want to do is to equip people with a physical competence that is required in day-to-day or even in challenging situations, real-world situations, where you have to adapt to the situation or uh, the environment. That's what we want to do. All right. Uh, if you want to be able to help yourself or help others, you need to be able to operate your body at a, at a high level of more skill. You need a, a high level of conditioning. You need the mindset that go with it. And um, obviously, you, you won't develop these, uh, these skills, this conditioning and, and this mentality and this overall physical competence uh, at the global gym. That won't happen. Mm-hmm. So the methodology is based on the practice of all these natural movement skills that are specific to the human species, right? We're not eagles. We can't, uh, we can't fly. Uh, well, we may be eagles in <laughs> mind, but we cannot actually physically fly. Yeah. Uh, that's not one of the movement skills that uh, belong to our species. However, human beings are really versatile in terms of the range of motions that they can perform. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, uh, look at a dolphin and the dolphin basically swims and jump. Uh, dolphin would be hard pressed uh, climbing a tree or lifting uh, something heavy. Um, so the human movements are unbelievable. All we can do, we can run, we can jump, we can balance, we can crawl, we can also swim, we can dive, mm-hmm. uh, we can manipulate loads in many ways. We can lift and carry them, we can throw and catch them, uh, and we can fight. It's unbelievable all the 
movement skills that humans can do. And the idea is this, instead of thinking, okay, I'm going to get my conditioning straight. And based on that, I can do any movement. Well, our observation, it, it doesn't work this way. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is to practice the movements and acquire the conditioning mm-hmm. in the process. And of course, not just the conditioning for the sake of a strength and conditioning, but this symbiotic development of more skills and strength and conditioning. So including, of course, mobility, coordination, peripheral vision, alertness, responsiveness, spatial awareness, and, and, and so many aspects of physical competence and fitness that are usually not really taken care of mm-hmm. uh, in the modern uh, fitness options. Right. Yeah. One of the things, so I do Krav Maga and I've really enjoyed it. I started it about eight months ago and uh, I did karate growing up and I always, I, I always really liked self-defense, but it was so interesting to me because I felt like I'd pretty much understood most of the things there were to understand about lifting weights and getting strong and changing your physique, at least appearance wise. But when it comes to functional stuff, the alertness, like you said, and the ability to move in any direction and do kind of these unpredictable type movements, that really comes more from like, and I was amazed how much it comes from that, but the self-defense type scenarios, because you're bouncing all over the place. You're trying to run away from people and jump away from people. And you really uh, have a pretty good understanding of how much we, we can do and how much comes natural to us once you're put in one of those situations, but at the same time, you're so new to it that you're not good at it (laughs) at first. And so someone who, you know, is this tall can wipe the floor with you because they are used to those movements. So can you talk a little (laughs) bit about, I know you have a background in jujitsu. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I think that your experience um, is is interesting because yeah, whoever uh, is um, plunked in a situation where you have to be highly uh, practical in your movements and highly adaptable to the, again, to the context. And in that case of Krav Maga or defensive combative skills, the context is not a a tree, not a a log, not uh, an obstacle. The the context is uh, an opponent. Mm -hmm. And this opponent is going to move. And uh, you have to move in relation to how they move. You have to adapt uh, to their strategies. And uh, it's highly practical. It's highly adaptable. So you need to be uh, very aware, very alert, and very responsive. So not only it, it is a physical action it's also mental action you need to really be engaged mentally uh, because if you're not engaged uh, regardless of your movement abilities if you're not alert then you do not get the information you need to be responsive Mm -hmm. and if you you had the ability to be responsive or if you had the ability to be very alert but don't have a body that responds well to your commands right and then okay oh well this fist is coming at me well you need to move yeah so there is a level of complexity here that is unmatched, uh, at least compared to, say, a, a bicep curl isolation right. type of movement, which is so predictable, mm-hmm. which is so segmental. So it's such a discrete component of movement that is not even performed for the sake of developing any real competence, just for the sake of looking good. Yeah. That is definitely something that is of absolutely no interest in our philosophy, in our mentality. Our mindset is a high level of physical competence. So like I said, like I underlined, 
just addressing the body is not enough. You need to address also the mind. Uh, the, the fitness is also the fitness of the mind in terms of how aware it is, how mindful it is, how alert it is, and how it can make your body very responsive. Mm -hmm. For instance, there are some movements such as throwing and catching. The catching part is the part where you need to be uh, very alert and yeah. very responsive and very coordinated. It may not be high intensity in terms of the body. It's not good for metabolic conditioning. Right. Yet, it is very good for mental conditioning. It's very good for alertness and responsiveness. And this is part of fitness. This is part of uh, physical competence. Yeah. And it's, it, right now, I feel like in traditional fitness, it's not something that people really appreciate, unless it's tied up to being a part of a sport, right? Like no, if you're playing exa tennis. Exactly, because they would see that as a sport. They would mm -hmm. see that as what you do once you're conditioned. Yes. But again, there's not a single conditioning drill like a strength and conditioning drill that is going to prepare your uh, central ner uh, ner nervous system to be uh, extremely sharp and, and fast at, you know, calculating the trajectory of an object and, and, and move your body and go catch it and things yeah. like that. <laughs> so to us, the dichotomy, the separation between a, um, a fitness conditioning, strength conditioning and sports is not real. From our perspective, it's not uh, effective. For physical competence, you want to address, again, both the Mars, the Mars skills, the movement skills, and the strength and conditioning, both symbiotically, whenever possible, instead of dissociating them mm -hmm. most of the time. I'm not saying that dissociating them is not good yeah. uh, or cannot be effective in terms of training and coaching. I'm saying that most of the time, what will happen is the development of movement skills and the conditioning that is associated with it will happen symbiotically at yeah. the same time. So it's so interesting because it seems like you're taking something that's that's very natural and instinctual and almost making it very intentional at the same time. So an example, I, uh, when I grew up, we had a bunch of land and pretty much nothing else. So there was nothing to do. So we'd go out in the backwoods and just pretend that we were native Americans running around, jumping over logs, climbing trees and, you know, breaking ice and doing all sorts of other stuff and getting into trouble mostly. But we, we had no idea what we're doing. So what's the difference between someone just going out in the woods today and goofing off compared to what you guys teach? You know, I like to say that natural movements are, they are instinctual. It's not like we teach you to run or jump and climb. Yeah. Or balance or crawl. That's not what we teach. What we teach you is to be efficient and more effective and more efficient at climbing, balancing, running, etc. Yeah. And um, th there's no doubt that uh, nobody starts from scratch. However, there is no doubt that anything we do as humans can be improved. Yeah. The way we stand, the way we breathe, the way we think, the way, and obviously the way we move, even when it's something natural. Breathing is a very natural thing, right? And yet there are experts, there are people <laughs> who teach you how to breathe even more efficiently. That's so true. And as a matter of fact, the reason is that some people have lost their ability to breathe normally, to breathe mm -hmm. correctly, and their breathing patterns are, they are pathology. They are, they're not good to the point that it, it just alters their health. Mm -hmm. And we're talking here about the most 
natural, uh, unconscious it's a form of internal movement pattern, you know, yeah. breathing. You know, you don't have to think about how you breathe normally. The same way normally, you don't have to think about the way you stand, the way you walk, or the way you run because it's instinctive. Mm -hmm. And and yet, when you want to pay attention to it, uh, you may discover ways to improve your patterns. So basically, it's you start from what is innate to you and to everybody, to every human being, and then you acquire greater level of control of skillfulness 